one so I can see. All right. All right, welcome everybody. Um, I'm Coach Hart, uh, owner of System Basketball and a high school basketball coach. And tonight I have Samuel Wallace joining me from Elkmont High School in, you're in Alabama, correct? That's right. All right. Uh, coach, for the people that don't know you, and maybe will be joining us here in a little bit, or the people that listen to this on the podcast later, um, just let them know a little bit about your background. I know you've been at Elkmont for four years. What what was prior to Elkmont and what led you to Elkmont? So, okay, I coached varsity girls at Elkmont, first of all. Um, I'd never coached girls until I got to Elkmont. Um, spent two years plus let's go all the way back to the beginning. Um, in college, I was an, I was a volunteer assistant for a varsity boys program where I went to school. Um, and then, you know, you know how things go. Like you, I got, got my teaching certificate and, and got a job somewhere else. And I eventually ended up, ended up back at the school that I was a volunteer at. I was a varsity boys coach for two years. And when you don't win games, like you get fired. That's just the way it works. And so, um, that's what happened. And then, Actually, the Elkmont was in our area. They were in our uh, – we, we have areas. I know some, some, people, some people have districts, some people have regions, and we call them areas, what we call them. And so Elkmont was in our area um, on the boys' side, and they found out that I'd gotten let go, and they reached out to me and said, hey, we want you to come coach our girls. And I'd never coached girls before. Um, so, you know, that works. Like, you just, you just made the switch this year. Yeah, uh, so so – me and you both, I, I'm, I've made the switch this year after 25 years of coaching on the boys' side. What was yeah. the biggest difference for you when you switched? Um, the speed of the game is different. You know, I would, I would think, I, I would compare JV boys to varsity girls. That the speed of the game wise, um, the speed is getting the speed of the game is different. I think the coach has a lot more impact in the game. Like you, you can call a lot Great. more stuff in the game. Um, boy, the boys' game is so fast sometimes. Like for us, sometimes we can we can get a we can get a defensive rebound, and if we don't have anything initially, we can pull it out and run something. And boys, you don't get that. Like it's, it's just so the game is so much faster, and the game is so much more. Or to me, it's so much more organic. Um, things happen, you know. Dominoes happen on their own. You know what I'm saying? Um, so that's that, to me that's the biggest difference between boys and girls. And I think girls are more coachable. Girls don't watch as much. Girls don't watch as much basketball like outside of the game and practice. Um, your, yours may, ours don't. Um, so <laughs> like we, we do. A it'd, be, it'd be amazing. And you'll probably agree with me. The boys don't either. Yeah. Well, the boys watch the NBA, which is good and bad. Like they're, but they don't watch the good NBA. They watch the bad NBA. They, they watch, watch, they watch the NBA, but yeah. if they're playing video games, you think they're playing um, NBA 2K? No, they're playing FIFA. It's, right. it's hilarious. They're playing the yeah. they're playing the soccer video game. It, it, right. it amazes. Or at least they are, are the boys I coached out here. So it was right. kind of funny. They watch. Uh, they like watching the teams that go ISO. And listen, I think LeBron's a great player. He's a he's a terrific player. But like if you if you if you want to as a coach if you want to watch the NBA you need to watch the Warriors. You know you need to watch the Spurs. You need to watch um, the Bucks. Those, those teams. If you're if you're going to be a coach and. and and when, when when Brad Stevens was a coach, you watch watch the step watch the Celtics, um, but the ISO teams don't necessarily translate to varsity girls basketball. So, so mm-hmm. anyways, well, well, for the people that are for the people that are tuning yeah for the people that are tuning in live right now with us, obviously we're in the Dribble Drive Facebook group um, sure. where we kind of met and 
form a relationship where you became an A to Z uh, course member, et cetera, et cetera, with some of that stuff. But what were you running or doing prior to dribble drive? I know you coach boys and then you've worked a couple seasons at Elkmont before you made the switch. Yeah. Did you have an identity? Did it, did, or did, were you just hopping from offense to offense trying to find something? What were you doing? Uh, we, we, we were read and react is what we were. Uh, okay. with, with a few, we ran some spread offense. Um, so when I, when I first got the job at West Morgan, the, the boys job, that's when Brad Underwood was at, uh, was, is, is it Texas? Stephen F. Austin. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. And they, they were running spread offense. So we ran some spread offense. We ran some, we ran some, uh, five out, five out, four out, read and react. And we also ran some dribble drive, like sets, not, we weren't dribble drive, in the sense of teaching the read and drop zone, the right zone, all that kind of stuff. We were dribble drive as in the fact of we would run something just to create a gap to drive it, if that makes any sense. But that's what we were running. Was, 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 but we, we were basically read and react with some spread offense stuff, with some Princeton stuff in there, some chin. We ran some chin. And then also um, some dribble drive entries. So, Okay. Uh, so, so you get the girls' job. Okay, and did you get it late? Did you get it? Did you have much prep time or? Oh, I got it in the middle of the summer. Uh, We we, we lost probably three weeks of the summer. So that first year, we really didn't have a summer together. We went to basically, basically, we we, we practiced for a week and went to team camp. And that was it in the summer. And the school I'm at, like, we share athletes um, and everybody plays everything. Like, we, our kids that play volleyball, also play basketball, also play softball. So um, if you, us losing that time, like I really didn't. So they went. We went to team camp, and then the first time I saw those kids again, for the most part, was the first week of practice. I didn't get it off season with them, really. If that makes any sense? Yeah. Okay. So, um, just got a message about my signal. So I've got to figure out what's going on with my signal. Um, am I coming through to you? Okay. Yeah, you're good with me. Okay. Um. So you were running. So the first two years you did read and react, correct? Yep. yep. Um, I know you switched to dribble drive. What was it that made you? What What was the biggest reason why Why did you switch to the dribble drive? I think we I think we we talked you know we talked about this last year. Some I thought read and react. We were we were too reactionary. You know what I'm saying? We we, we allowed the defense to dictate to us what we were going to do. And I you know I had a group coming up. I know I knew. That they were they were gonna be we could run we could run dribble drive so uh, some of it was just me um, having doing a deep dive into what what's what best fits our personnel and the dribble the dribble, the dribble drive fit our personnel well so that was one reason we went to it uh, the other thing is I wanted to, us I wanted us to dictate what we were gonna do to to the defense not the defense dictate to us what we were gonna do I don't know if that makes sense or not but. We wanted to, we wanted we wanted to dictate what what was going to happen. We we if we wanted to, you know, if we wanted to drive the ball, we wanted to drive it across what you were playing. Whether you're playing zone, whether you're playing pack line, whether you're playing, you know, no middle or or lock left or whatever whatever you want. We, we were going to try to drive it. So, <clears throat> have, so have an identity. So so after year two, there what what was. What was the season like after year two before the switch to dribble drive? I mean, your record wise wasn't very good. How many how many girls returned from that year two to year three? Uh, I think we lost. We had four seniors, I believe. 
Okay. Um, the record's deceiving because, okay, um, we went three and 27 year two. And the okay. reason we went three and one of the reasons we went three and 27 is in the first quarter of the first game, our point guard who plays Division One softball, so she was a legitimate athlete, tore ACL. And then in the same quarter of the same game, the backup point guard tore her ACL. So we're down, we're, we're on our third string point guard in the first quarter of the first season. So. Yeah, that's, don't matter what don't matter what you're going to run in that situation. Probably <laughs> oh. um, nobody wants to be in the third string point guard. No. Unfortunately, and situation. He was a freshman. So okay, so year three, first year running it. Um, yeah. For people that didn't hear us talk the last year, we did one of these last year after his first year running it. Um, how long would you say being? You're in your second year doing this, so you have a little bit more experience now doing it. How long, in your eyes, for your girls to understand it and them being able to run it the way you would like to see it? No, that's a tough, I know, tough way to. A, it's a loaded question, really. Like, yeah. Okay, how long does it take to learn how to run the offense? You can teach it. You can teach it probably a week in five practices. But as far as like, there's a difference between being able to run it and be able to run it the way it's supposed to be ran. Like there are things that we still have not got to, and this is we're, we're going to be in year three. Like mm-hmm. we weren't, we were not good at the skip pass. Like, okay, driving it from let's say right slot down the lane line in the corner, in the, the backside corner, lifting out of that corner and hitting that girl, the skip pass. We're still not good at that. Um, it took us a whole year just to even get to um, our to where we can run a drop organically without me having to call it this year. We, we could run a, we could run a drop organically and, and in one of the clips you see it, we run it organically. Um, in year one, I had to call all that stuff. So can you, can you learn it in a week? Yeah, you can, you can teach the continuity of, of the offense in a week, but as far as being good at it, it's just me. It takes what it takes. There's, there's no. Uh, yeah. I remember you reaching out to me and Kurt yeah. after year, after year one. Feeling that you kind of failed your girls, yeah. um, because you got you got to the playoffs, and they kind of just said they just denied you. They just denied your girl, and yeah. you didn't have any you didn't have a solution for her. Right. So that leads me into the next question: What was the biggest improvements from year one to year two? Obviously, experience probably plays a big factor, and right. the girls and you being able to add more layers or add more things into this. But what right. was your biggest improvement from year one to year two? So I think that like. The biggest, the, the, so the thing that gave us the most trouble last year, and it gave us the most trouble this year, um, was when teams were able to just basically face guard your corners and stay in front of the ball and make you and make you you know make tough twos. And so where we were better this year, and this is because I was better this year, uh, we were better at getting to drops um, organically on their own. We were better at we, we, we ran Kurt's fake handoff series. That helped some. Um, attacking the elbows, just like – I think we, we I think you call it wide, where you basically run push action and flash the post and hit the post. We ran some of that stuff. Those those things all helped. Um, in the county tournament, um, we, we got beaten, in, we got beaten the, uh, in, the, in the finals of the county tournament in overtime. And we played a team that's much more, much more athletic than we are. It can stay in front of, stay in front of us. And – they really, they they really gave us a lot of trouble. So after that, we had there's between our county tournament and our playoffs. There's basically three weeks. So we put in some uh, 
we put in some Princeton drive motion stuff. We ran some point stuff, um, and that helped too um, because because our point guard couldn't initiate the offense. We struggled. So we started playing through our post a little bit more. We ran some Nate Oates stuff. We ran some uh, – some, now it's not really true point, but playing through your post, let your post pop out and catch it and reverse the ball and getting some things like so that. So pop – so some of the stuff we went over the course, playing through your playing through your post, yes. popping it into like a five out and going either yes, absolutely. back doors or DHOs or yes, whatever you want to add, whatever you want to add to it. Yeah. So what okay. we call it point. It's not true point, uh, but we flash the we flash the post at the top of the key, and most most teams are not going to deny your post player catching the ball. So we can we can initiate our offense that way, and we would just reverse it to the four who's in or the the Wahlberg five. We we call it the four, but the Wahlberg calls it the five. Just reverse it. And then we, we, we would away screen for the point guard and go set a ball screen that way. And and that would get that drive, that, that downhill drive going to start our, to initiate our, our dribble drive stuff. So, yeah. So, some of that stuff sparks me into some more questions for you. Yeah. Because I know you part, pair it with the Wahlberg press, which is yeah. natural. Most, a lot of people will do it. Some people will, will just play half court, uh, pack line defense. Uh, Mike Neighbors comes to mind where people say, hey, do you have to press? No, you don't. You, you can do some other things, but it's just kind of a happy marriage. Um, but what's, do you think the defense is more important to you guys the, than the offense? What, 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 if you had to choose one, which one, which one sparked most of your wins? Was it your defensive yeah, effort yeah. or was it your offense? Okay. So the offense was the reason we were good. Okay. But the, yeah. the defense made us great because it created the tempo in the game we needed. We needed a game with okay, we're, we're not real big, but we've got a lot of quick, we got a lot of quick athletic kids. Um so we needed a game that was fast. Now the playoff the, the first playoff game to get to the region, the round of 32 game, we won that game 39 to 37. So it was not a fast game. Um uh, we we weren't well we, we couldn't create tempo in that game we needed to and it probably, probably that's my fault, but um um for the most part, the press for us created the tempo that we wanted in the game. And so, to me, the offense is why we were good, but the press made us great. We could have still been good without the press, but to me, the press created – like, it, it, it became um, not necessarily our identity, but it created a game that we needed. It created the fast game. It created it created the game that we like to play, and it made other, other things play the way that we want to play instead of the other way around. Like, instead of teams being on the slowest down, the press sped the game up, and that's the way we play all the time. So we were used to playing that way, if that makes sense. Yeah, so same questions earlier I asked you. Year one, year two, what changed? Did you – I think we, we talked, and you started ask, picking my brain about the missed shot because you never really put that in. Year two, at some point, you put the missed shot in. How much more did that make the defense for you um, effective? So we didn't we didn't miss, we didn't miss shot everybody. Okay, we only missed shot. Okay, we only missed shot at teams that we knew would try to slow slow us down. Just we we, we only played nine, so it's really okay. it's it's hard to it's hard to do the miss shot all the time if you're only playing nine kids. Agree. <laughs> so if we if we if we were like if we had twelve kids or thirteen kids we were playing, we would have probably done the miss shot all the time. Uh, but especially the teams that we knew that were going to try to slow us down, and the teams that we knew that we needed a bunch of possessions in the game to have a chance to win, we would miss shot. We would miss shot press those teams just to speed, just, just the mere fact of speeding it up. And I'm stubborn now. Um, 
there's a lot of teams that we play this year that we, we're giving up layups, giving up layups, giving up layups early in the game. And you got people behind me in, in the stands saying, get out of the press, get out of the press. I'm like, we're going to stay with it. You know, and there, there's a lot of games we won. Like, people don't understand, like, to play that way for 32 minutes, it takes a toll on every kid on your team, especially the point guard. And eventually, at some point in that game, in the third quarter, early in the fourth quarter, the other team would hit a wall, and we and we would hit we would hit one of those 12-0, runs, and the game was over. I agree with you. A couple games of my – I was on a podcast uh, last week or the year before – or the week before, and – he pulled up some clips. We went over a game where we played that one. We played as one team three times, and they weren't in our league. We happened to face them in the tournament. The first time the game was like this, up, down, up, down, up, down. And we're he's showing a clip, and I, I'm like, dang, we're down eight with four minutes to go in the third quarter, yeah. and we end up winning by 20. Yeah. Because that fourth quarter, the other team just hit a wall. Like yeah. It was like turnover layup, turnover layup. Turnover layup. Basically, I don't know. I don't know what other other people's philosophy is. Here's my philosophy: if the game isn't a required game, if it's if it's not an area game, if it's not a playoff game, then play the way you're going to play in the playoffs. Like find find a style you want to play and get good at that style. So teams, we lost some games this year. If we had not pressed, we might you know we we might could have won the game. But I didn't care, like because the way that we wanted to play for our playoffs. Was to press, was to press and play fast and shoot a bunch of threes and and go get old boards and those, those those kind of things. So that's just the way we played all the time. You know, it's it's okay to play the way you want to play until it's time to start playing the way you have to play to win. Does that make sense? Okay. Yeah. Um, with the course um, throughout the year, yeah. Do you find yourself going back to certain oh, things sure. in it? For sure. What I mean, what what was. What was the what was your main reference points inside the course? Um, well, number one, when we when when we were when we were playing teams that really really pressured us and took us away, took away uh, our drive our, our drives to initiate offense. But we, I would go back and just find just just a few nightdoor plays here, um, some drop plays there, some double gap plays here. Just, you go through, you go through like you go through the course the first time and you learn the nuts and bolts of it, and then the second time you go through it, you kind you get you kind of cherry pick. For what you need, like what fits your group. So that's what that's what okay. we do. So your three's coming up. Um, we've talked. You got you got quite a bit of girls coming. And I know you're I think year two when your season ended, you, you struggled with breaking pressure. Yeah. Um that was what you felt was the downfall in in not yes. advancing to the to the semis. Um well, so we turned it over twenty eight so, times. We turned it over 28 times in the Elite Eight. So against against oh, press. Oh, well, and okay. it's kind of skewed too, because like the team that's in our the number one team in our area was ranked number two in the state the entire year. Lauderdale County's won 13 girls titles in the last like 25 years. So like they're they're every year they're in the regional or the final four or they're either winning it just about every year. And that's what they that's what they hang their hat on is is um is pressure. And so if we ever want to win our win our area. And eventually have a chance to go to the final four. We're going to have to learn to handle pressure. In the well, we got some. We got some questions from the audience that are are tuning in here. So I'm going to bring them up. Okay. Okay. So from uh, Coach Hubbard here, did you find it hard to score in the read and react? Now I, I'm going to I'm going to help him here. Yeah. Sometimes if your players are better, it's going to be or That's not right. that good. It's going to be hard in whatever offense you run. So 
Um, obviously, if his players are a little bit better, it don't matter, right? But mm -hmm. I, I, I know what I know how he's going to answer this. But go ahead. Uh, I'll number one. <laughs> number one, if you got shooters, like you can score in any offense. If you got shooters, that's number one. Um, I think the read and react and the and, and the dribble drive are different. To me, the dribble drive. When you're practicing your dribble drive, you're practicing player development. You're you're learning how to pass. You're learning how to shoot. You're learning how to drive. You're learning how to finish. That's not always true in read and react. Like read and react, the first the whole first layer is just pass and cut. There's not even any driving going on in the whole first layer. So I think that do you find it hard to score? Um, sometimes, but it depends on who you're playing, how you how they're playing you. And depends on if you got shooters. Like shooting, to me, the number one skill besides obviously being on handling the ball, not turn it over. Like if you got shooters, you can score. Period. And we, we had a girl this year made 103s this year in one year. So, uh, Samuel, I agree with you. I've never heard a coach just go, "Golly, shucker darns, man! I just have too many shooters." That's right. I, I, I I've never heard it in my life. I'm, I got too many guys. Yeah, got I've too many doing, that can shoot. I've been doing a deep dive in the, in the Doc stuff, Doc Shepard stuff, um, and so we're we're going we're going to impl implement some of his stuff too. As far as me, okay. me and you had that discussion off air, like the hop shooting yeah. stuff, the footwork yeah. stuff, the X, the X drill he does. So. Oh yeah. Okay, so oh wrong one there. Let's show this one, Mr. Kidman. Thank you for joining us. Uh, did you start running the Wahlberg press with DDM at the very first, or did you just do DDM? So the first, so we started doing the press last semester or sorry, uh, at, at Christmas last year. So we've been basically doing the, 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 uh, the Wahlberg press a year and a half. And we've been doing the Wahlberg dribble drive for two full years. And, um, I think we were, I can't remember exactly what we were last year. As far as at when we started running, when we started running run the, the the press, we were somewhere around five hundred last year. Like I'm, we went twenty one and ten, we went twenty one and nine last year, and we were like eight, nine and eight, ten and eight when we started running the before we started running the press. And once we started running the press, like we went like whatever that is, fourteen and two to, to finish the year. So. So how did your practices change from year one to year two? Did you do anything different? Um, we spent more time in the half court than you would think. Like we, we still do the blood drills all the time. We still do the Texas drills all the time. We still do Cardinal drill. We still do Olympic shooting. We still, I don't call them all the things that he calls them. Like we have our own names for them. Um, mm -hmm. but as far as the biggest, the, the biggest impact we had on our practice was the way that we practice. So when we, when we ran read and react, we did all the, we did all the, all his two on oh, I'm talking about Rick Torberts, two on oh, three on oh, four on oh, drills. When we, when we went to, to Wahlberg, though, we made our we made our practices super competitive. Like everything was competitive. We score everything. If it's a shooting drill, we score it. Uh, we're either scoring it against against the clock, against a, against a goal, or we are playing color versus color. We we have white and gray as far for our practice jerseys. So every day we split our team up into two colors, white and gray. And every drill for us is competitive. Shell drills competitive. Shooting drills are competitive. If we're scrimmaging, we're keeping score. And we 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 run we run for it. there's a winner and a loser in every drill we do. And there's some there's some drills we do that are team drills. Um that we that we set a goal. And if our team doesn't get that goal, then the whole team runs. So anyway. I don't know if I answered your okay. question. <laughs> well, we got some 
I could talk for probably 30 minutes just on practice organization. Oh, maybe we'll have to have you come do that one. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's, 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 I think we have that in the course. And I think, I mean, you're not going to see like, you got Walbert's videos or anything like that. You're not going to get how to, or you're, you know, you, you, you've seen daily 45, mm -hmm. but you, that's all you really know. So there isn't much out there on, on, if I, on if I have a strength, if I have a strength as a coach, it's going to be practice organization. We use a scoreboard, like all in every, everything we do is, is on the scoreboard. Um, every drill is timed. Um, every day we split our teams up into white and gray and, we score every drill, like even shell drill. Like some teams just do do shell drill and just do it. But like we score shell drill. Like you get one point for deflection, you get two points for an offensive rebound, you get four points for a charge, and we're and we're playing to a score every in every drill. So and that's 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 and that's the in our extra interviews at the end of the year, the thing the thing our kids love the most about our team is practice. And then, and I don't know how many times you're gonna hear that from from kids. Like I love practice. Well, our kids genuinely love to practice because of the way we practice. So, okay, we got a couple that say Facebook users. So, if you guys look above in the description and you click on the StreamYard thing, it will allow your name to pop up instead of just being an icon. Not a big deal if you don't want to do it, but it just helps me so we know who's asking the questions here. Uh, could you get you kind of just did it, but a brief overview of what your practices look like? Okay, so. here's here's like the Cliff Notes version. So, every day we, we, we divide our team into uh, we divide our team into gray whites. And we tape the schedule to the to the locker room door. So when they walk in the locker room, they know what what color they're on, and they know the schedule too. Um, every day we start out with some kind of ball handling drill. Uh, we call it dribble warm up, and our kids hate it. They they hate dribble warm up, but we have like you have to work on ball handling. You know what I'm saying? And so um, it, it's it's you, you can you can you can do it however you want to do it. Really, like for us though, it's it's down and back, right hand, down and back, left hand, down and back. Um, with pullback crossovers, um, two ball dribble stuff, however you want to organize, it's fine. And then from there, we're going to do some, we're going to do some kind of shooting for the next fifteen to twenty minutes. We're going to do there's going to be a blood drill in there. There's going to be a Texas drill in there, and every one of these drills are scored. And so for what we do there is when we score a drill, let's say we're doing blood drill, let's say it's a ten minute blood drill, we're doing three on three. Well, at the end of the at the end of the ten minutes, whichever team has the most points, and we score it. There's a bunch of different ways we can score it. If we're trying to emphasize something, we can give it double points or triple points or whatever. But at the end, at the end of the ten minutes when we score it, um, the winning team runs. So the, the losing team runs, and the winning team is shooting a free throw to validate the win. And if they make the free throw, they get a point. We keep it in the fouls area because nobody keeps fouls. Nobody keeps keeps up with fouls in practice. So we keep it. We keep it within the fouls area in, in, um, on the scoreboard, and. Um, at the end of practice, whichever team has the most points in the foul area, the other team is running, and it's a progressive. It's it's a progressive running. It's so like if you lose by one game, for us, it's a it's a it's a twenty two minute twenty two second down and back. If you lose by two games, it's two twenty two second down and backs. If you lose by three games, it's a uh, thirty two second suicide plus two uh, two uh, twenty two down and backs. So it's like it just, it just builds on itself. And you have managers or what doing the clock? I've got a, I've got a manager that does a clock for us. And also, we also keep up with turnovers during the game, during during practice. And at the end of the at the end of practice, everybody, if you turn, if you had a turnover in during during a, during a live period, uh, you run. You have some kind of you have some kind of running to do for that one. So anyway, and that's, that's that's the Cliff Notes version of it. 
Um, oh. What it does, what it does, it creates, it creates for us. It creates the team takes ownership in their team. Like they, they are coaching each other. Like you, you like for us, and we, we also have what I call game overs. Like so, we, we have non-negotiables on defense. One of our non-negotiables is talking on defense. If you're not talking in a period, I'll just blow the whistle and say hey, game over, and they'll and they'll run. So you can hear them. Like they they can they can feel the tension building if they if they're not talking. You know, they'll have somebody that's not in the drill, that's outside the drill. Say, hey, let's go, let's talk. We don't, we don't, we don't want a game over. Talk, talk, let's go talk. And so it creates a little bit of ownership, and they coach themselves. And it, it we we use that we use the game over thing to fix things. Like for example, one game we gave up like 21 hours of rebounds. The next practice we had, um, if we gave up an O board, it was a game over. And so they figured out how to block out really quick. I have a question about the press here. What is major missed shot press successful? Do you establish a controller gapper or do you allow your players to interchange their roles depending on where the ball landed? So we go for we, we, what we do is we go four to the lane, one back. So we have four rebounders and we got a permanent back girl. Um, the only time the girl, the, the, the permanent girl, back girl is not back is if she's shooting a layup or shooting a corner three. Those two, those are the only two situations that, that she's not the back girl. So she, so if, if if she's not shooting a corner three or a layup, she's the back girl. The other three girls, not your post player, but the other three girls, are jamming. Um, whichever one can get there the fastest is going to jam the ball up. It's just it's Wahlberg stuff. Um, it's going to jam the ball up. The other two, the other two are going getting to the elbow and finding finding the nearest the nearest girl. Once the ball is dribbled, you're in Wahlberg press. Okay, makes sense. Because you can't. I agree with you on a on a missed shot. It's hard to label them as what they were on a on a on a make. Yeah. So we call have, it. You uh, have to have some. You have to have yeah. some interchangeability. Yeah, we, we go we go jammer and wings is what we call them. I don't know if that's right or what. what, what yeah, that's the way. I, I mean, I, th I think you got my core. I think that's the way I teach it. So yeah, whatever whatever works for you is right. There is no right wrong. Just because Walmart doesn't do it that way doesn't mean it's wrong. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, whatever works for you and works for your kids is right. Um, so for us, we call it a jammer and wings. So whichever one of the three, not the post player, not the back girl, whichever one of those two, well, I say post player, teaser, whichever one's your back, back girl, all the way back girl in the press, the other three are jamming and, and they're being wings. And so rebound, balls rebounded. Whichever one's the closest of the three goes and jams up. The other two gets, gets to the, the, the nearest elbow. And then we, we want the ball dribbled. That's the biggest thing is we want the ball to be dribbled. And your back girl, not the teaser, but the one the one that's your back, your, your safety, your no layup girl, she can't release from half court until she's passed by the post player. That's that's our rule on that one. So, Okay, well, uh, Samuel sent me some game film here, about six to seven clips or something like that here. We're going to bring them up and – Let's let's kind of go over here. You got a look at you. You got a huddle. Is this a huddle focus camera? It's, it's a focus. Yeah. Okay. So, is this? Do you recall? Is this just straight out of transition? Or this, this is a missed shot. So, for us, okay. like missed shot, you can if you're a guard, you can be your own rebound. You can be your own outlet for us. Okay. But it's not if we're we're not two sided break, but we are two sided ish. You know what I'm saying? We we have lanes we run, but. But I allow our guards to be their own outlet. Like when, when I'm, what I mean by that is, they get a rebound, they just bust it out of there. To me, the fastest way to, to, to transition is if you got a good guard and they get a rebound, just bust it the heck out of there and, and, and go start. 
start your offense. So this is this is off a missed shot, uh, and this is 100% organic. There's nothing about this possession that's called. Okay, right here, Coach. Yeah. Her shoulders are facing corner. Yeah. Um, and she's right. getting kind of she's kind of getting pushed out. She didn't get that's not not ideal, right? She didn't get a piece of the paint, whatever you're teaching. Yeah. Do you have an automatic? Is is that supposed to be an automatic back door, or is it still a read for you? It's still a read. Yeah, it's a read. So, so this girl, I mean, you said the girl guarding her is pretty flat. Rewind mm -hmm. it just a hair. Just rewind it just a hair. The girl guarding the corner is pretty flat. And so we teach on a flat corner right there. We, we, te we teach a kick up. And so she's reading that. If you notice. Oops. That's okay. If you notice that girl's pretty flat. So we, we kick that up. Okay. And you did, did, did a positive for the most part. But yeah. she kind of gets leveled off too. She didn't she win does. the. She didn't win the shoulder shoulder yeah. hip battle there. Clip yeah. the hip, and she okay. And this, girl, this girl's not flat, and that's why you see the back door up there. So that's that's I organic. Mean, that's something we could not have gotten to last year. All so if you're in okay, if you're in game film with your girls right now, and you show this clip, are you nitpicking like me, saying, "Hey, you should have teed up, and you should be in the drift corner"? Well, if you go back to the beginning, the first thing I would have said is, "Why did you take Spacey. the gap away?" Go back to the beginning. When we throw it to the corner <laughs> of the ball screen. Okay. Uh, here we go. Tell me when stop here. You go ahead and play. Go ahead and play it. Right there. Like, why are you feeling over and taking the taking the gap away? Like now. Would we you have, have rather had her exit out opposite? I would rather her go. I would rather just go get go, go get in well, I call it the Houston spot, like with James Harden. So we would have mm -hmm. corner shooter. We would have Houston spot on the sideline. Like stretch on the sideline, okay. and you're basically, gotcha. basically playing two man game. Now the post is in the way. Number one, the post should be on the back side, not on the front side. Now Houston spacing and and using that terminology, that's Nate Oates' influence, right? Yeah, it is. It definitely is. Yeah. Okay. Uh, if you if you watch him if you watch him practice, like he's got a box on the sideline right there. If she gets leveled off, that girl's a tenth grader. She's on and she's going to be a really good player for. Her. She's really quick. She's a good driver. Um. And toward like toward the end of the year, she played. She started playing really, really well, and you'll see some clips later in where she played well. Okay, you got a nice back door, like you said, organic right there. Yeah, that's, that's good stuff. Themselves. This yep. is this the is this the to get you into the lead eight? This is in the elite. This team we're playing right here got beaten overtime in the state championship game. Okay, so this they're a good basketball team. This is an average. So you're making it. You're making. You're making a call here. This is a Nate Oates play. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a referee. If, if you go back. It's a referee handle. Like, it's a dead ball yeah. situation. It's, it's going to – yeah, it's an over-under here, Iverson rip. Anytime it's dead ball, we, we, we call okay. something. This is – we call this Ivo 3 go. The three girls cut across, and she's going as soon as she catches it. And Yeah, like, so you got – so it's going to be – it's hard to see because the camera, but yeah, yeah. it's going to be girl from the three side. Yep, it's cutting over. Over the two players at the elbows, and they the one on the two side is going under, right? They don't guard it real well, and this is one of this is one of Kurt's red zones. You know, Kurt calls it a red zone play. You so, you save. We had not run this the entire year until this play right here, so they had nice. not seen this on film. And we run it later in the game too, and get the same thing. Like they didn't they didn't guard it well. The, the team we're playing is good. It's a it's a good basketball team we're playing. And we're in okay, so there's kind of a dribble handoff ish there. Yeah, it's not uh, it's not perfect, but she turns it into a now, now, when you sent this to me this morning, I was looking at it. Is this what you – are you happy with the girl? It, it works out for you, but are you teaching your post to come up right there or no? Well, okay, if you, if you, if you rewind it, we 
we teach the we teach Barclays, we teach Nashes, and we teach okay. Rondos, right? And so I think she thinks she's gonna turn into a Nash. She's the reason she tees up. Okay. But she turns she actually turns it into a Barkley and it ends up scoring out of it. For for people that aren't familiar with that terminology, a Barkley's a dribble post up. Yeah. And it's a great, it's a great, it is great play way to play basketball if in you that. Notice though, like the tee up ends up being a good play because look where her yes, it did. Yeah. And so it worked I'm, out, like I said. Yeah. I said I'm okay with her with her teeing up right there because they, they try to go kind of double it. And if we hit her, it ends up being almost like a short roll situation. And we got we got a one more to the corner for a wide open shot. For us dribble drive purists, there's a couple things that didn't go exactly how so there's the play, but we want to see the Barkley here again. There's a couple things that may have worked out in your favor on this is the two the player in the right corner doesn't hold themselves either. So on this drive, there the girl still has her dribble. Well, most people hard. will be teaching. Yeah. Most people will be teaching just stay, yeah, so that face, she can get to the layup. If you so notice, she like, lifts. Yeah. Yep, she lifts and takes that away, and now she's isoed in the post. Yep. Now she fades away, but she makes it. So, <laughs> so. hey, and, and you can see, you can see now, we're, like, we're playing. Like, if, and you now rewind, if you rewind that real quick. To where she scores, you can see us go get right into, into the Wahlberg press. So we don't care who we're playing. We're going to we're going to press you. And this team's got several several really good players. And you now see going to that now for people that are asking the questions, in this situation you have assigned roles, correct? Yes, yes. We got we, we've got a I mean. Do you care if they're controller or gapper in this situation or the front row, no. or do they just got to get to those two spots? They're gonna get to those two spots, and wherever the ball comes in, one becomes the controller, one becomes the gapper. Now. I, I will care next year because we're not going to be as deep next year. We're not going to have any controllers next year and gappers. But we will care next year. But That's why you're going to be on um, this Sunday night for um, Eddie Andrews for half-court scramble, right? I'm, I'm going to look <laughs> at it. Yeah. Do it more out of a half-court type yeah. stuff. Okay. So is this, is this the push? Is this push? Okay, this is the Sweet 16. They're playing zone. This is push two. We call it push two is what we call it. Push okay. to the two side. And we, we do a bunch of things out of push. We do push two fists. We do push we'll, – we'll push the three. And this girl – the girl that makes this shot made 100 threes this year. So, like, literally 100 okay. threes. She was 100 for, like – she was, like, 100 for All two that threes. is is, I mean, we've – I've gone over this in the, in, the, in the Facebook group with you guys. But all that is is dribble to the wing, yeah. take the player with you. Swing, swing, center screens the middle player, and you get a three-on-two overload on the weak side. So the girl at the top of the key, we'll, we, we, we have one we call push short, and what we'll do is we'll do the exact same action, but the girl at the top of the key, she'll cut through to the short corner, and we'll take it off. It almost ends up being, almost ends up being like a double-cutter situation. Does that make sense? So she dri does she dribble it up? Uh, well, so so we run we run push two. We call it push two short. So we run regular push two, and then when the girl at the top of the key right there swings it to the wing – she is cutting through to the ball side short corner. So we go swing, swing, and the girl in the corner, if she don't have a shot, she immediately she immediately takes it off and pulls it, pulls the bottom fender up and we have a short quarter entry. Got it. That's good stuff. Okay, so now I think we got a couple of press clips, maybe, or still this offense is, uh, clips. This, this is straight up wave right here. Oh, uh, this is the Kurt KG special. Yeah. And we make the wrong read, but we hit a three, so it don't matter. <laughs> Like look 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 at the post player right here. They get caught up in the brush stuff. 
Look at the post player. There's nobody guarding a post player. She should be throwing it to the post player for a layup. Instead, she throws it to the girl that's hit 103s and she makes one. So, so it doesn't matter. Nothing but net. She shoots full out of it now. Okay, this, is so. this, is this is Sweet 16. We don't do it like we're number one. Our taker doesn't do a very good job. Our taker are you, that's our catch. Yeah, then, if you're doing it, this should be a vertical trap situation, and your should taker's be. kind of she's timid, right? She's timid, girl, right? Well, she is, but the girl's sitting there and holds the ball, so that's why you, that's why you don't, you don't get that vertical trap. And so we just bump it back, and the controller takes the ball, and yeah, she gets her high hands and get a deflection. I don't know why she didn't just grab it. And this and is are, great right here. Picture, picks it, it that's the key. If I had to pick a player that's that is besides the reader, that's the key is the, it's the back person because yeah. so many times this back person is going to be sitting back here on the nail free throw line, and you got three girls in this area, and yeah. they just allow that pass, and she's afraid that she's going to get beat two on one situations, but if she's not aggressive. She is going to get beat in a so, two-on-one situation. My teaser had not played basketball. She's a senior this year. She was a senior this year. She had not played basketball till, till this year since the eighth grade. Ooh, and, I was. I, she passed that up. Ooh. Yeah, for a layup though. We always take a layup. There you we go. Love, yep. We love layups and we like threes. So. Okay. What percentage were you guys, if you had to guess, between uh, the twos and threes? We shot more threes than we should have, probably. I would say threes, we were probably in the 40% range, probably. We shot four. Okay, so you're just in base Wahlberg here, even though they're in a four stack? Yep, we yeah. don't care. Like, we don't care. Like, you, you can tell me – you can you can see me – that's me at the bottom of the screen. You can see, you can see me waving at our, at our teaser, cheat up, cheat up, cheat up. If they're going to put all five girls up there, we're going to cheat. Like, they've got all five girls below the free throw line. So, as we're on here – what alignment caused you problems? If people put five in the backcourt, I loved it. Oh, for sure. Like four, uh, like one four, one four cross does not hurt us. Um, so we, we 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 would go back and forth between some some Wahlberg stuff, and we we all but we also diamond press some just to be multiple and to give people multiple looks. Now in um, the in the Wahlberg, why did you agree with me that? If they tr just try to get that ball in their point guard and they stretch the two down the corner, the three Auto down play. to the corner, and the Auto post play. deep, yeah, it, it puts your taker and reader in that, do I stay or do I elevate up? And it yeah. pretty much gets rid of your trapping and you know, it makes uh, it more pressure-based and full-court man-to-man-ish, if you will. Do you agree? Right. Do you know Tobin Anderson? I, I know. that. Yes, I do. Okay. So – we didn't do this this year. So we're going to next year. People do that to us. So you're talking about you're talking about a one up situation, right? Yeah, you're supposed to double it. You're supposed to go controller, controller yeah. gapper. We didn't um, do that. We didn't do that this year. We're going to next year just to just to play with it. You're supposed to basically yeah. one face guards, one stays behind, shadows them, and try to get a five count. Is what you're yeah. really? Yeah, they're my Tobin Anderson. He's a he's a coach up, up in I think it's Michigan maybe. Um, they're matchup press. They're not Wahlberg press. Yeah, that's more Patino. They're more Patino. Patino Donovan. They are. Yeah. Right, this is in the sub region. This is the round of thirty-two. Okay. So this is that girl I was telling you as a tenth grader. Like, look, look how active she is. How she flies around. So she's in a vertical trap right there. They throw it out, or she dribbles out, and she passes, and she comes off of the vertical right. trap and picks that pass off. That's awesome, right there. That's that's. 
and then she gets a paint too. There you go. Like she is off two feet. Okay. This team isn't the same size we are, um, but they they ended up making making the Sweet Sixteen in, in their in their classification too. So, yeah. are they bigger size or smaller size? They're they're, they're a size smaller than we are, like one class okay. smaller. And that's the first. Okay. That's, that's I think that was all of those. Let's just go back. To, let's remove that. All right, that was good stuff. So, I mean, I hadn't seen much of your game film, and um. I know talking to you throughout the season, you get fired up like I do off of those drops. Um, and when I'm teaching people and talking about it, the more you can get those players to cut back door, it just opens things. Um, we went in, so any kind of, anytime it's a referee handle, we're running, some, we're, we're running something organized. I wouldn't call it set play, but organized wave rocket. We might we might be running 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 one of our set plays. Um, do you have the ball screen? Uh, we do. We we're not very good at it, so, so we we didn't run a whole lot of ball screens. So and to me, like here's 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 been my philosophy. I coached a, a Division One player back when I was at West Morgan when I was a boys coach. I was an assistant. We had, we had a uh, kid played at Sanford where Bucky is now. Um, he he averaged like thirty two points a game. And our head coach was, why would you ever, why would you ever set the kid a ball screen when he doesn't need a ball screen to get open? And so, like for us this year, if we were playing somebody we thought could, um, that we we thought uh, we we just had a good matchup, like we would just go and put them in a in a double or triple grab situation and go beat them. Like why do you, why why bring two defenders to the ball if you don't need to? Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Is Alabama in the the state and? High school basketball, a lot of people running dribble drive because of the Nate Oates and the Bucky um, Not influences. Not necessarily. Yeah. Not on the girls' side. Like, boys' side, I would say there's a lot of teams running. I say a lot. There, there's some teams, but it's coming. Uh, there, there's, I can see a day in the in the near future. Like, there's teams that we that, that, that we played in the last two years that have seen the success that we've had, and they're trying to emulate us. They're trying to run the stuff that we run. They're, they're trying to run the wall board press. They're trying to run – they're trying to run dribble drive, um, and so play more girls, play more guys, yeah. get more people playing, keep yeah. more people happy. Yeah, we basically um, played nine this year, and like we had nine on the varsity, and every all nine of them played. You know, I mean, any parent complaints I had this year, zero because every kid played. <laughs> so <laughs> that's that's awesome when you don't have any of that, and and you get and you go to an elite eight. Um, expectations or anything for next year or just get better uh at one game at a time or do you well, do you do you put do you set the goals do you say hey I we're not, leader, not, let's get seven five yeah i do not set the okay. goals the kids do the kids set okay um so we, we, what i do is early the very first part of the year before we start playing we have we have result goals and we have process goals okay what do you what, what, what do y'all want our team to do almost every time they're gonna say win the county they're gonna say win the area and for us, Wallace State is is the regional. They're gonna say get to Wallace. That's probably pretty much always gonna be our process or our, our uh, result goals. Process goals are the ones I make them set. Like, okay, this is what you want to do, but how are you gonna do it? Like, you can't just say you can't just say let's let's get to Wallace and it just magically happened. What do we have to do as a team to get us there? You know what I'm saying? Now, 
I know you haven't done this with with boys, but it's probably more a question for me. But how would how would the way you teach it be different? Would you teach it any different, or is basketball basketball with boys? Yeah. Would you okay, teach the so offense and the press any different than you I would? I would not teach them any different. The kids them uh, the kids would be different. Here's the thing with girls: a great girl player thinks she's good. A good boy player thinks he's great. Does that make sense? Yep. And I'm not. That's I'm not. That's that's nothing negative about either gender. It's just the way they're wired, you know, biologically. It's just the way they are. Girls inherently are people pleasers. And boys just think they're better than they are. That's just the way. That's just the way it is. So, I think with boys, you've got to be more intentional of when when you teach the reads. Okay, when you go and drive it, if you're if you're shooting it over three people, you are not open. Kick the ball. Hit your post player. Throw the lift pass out of the backside corner. Do something different. Don't be trying to score over three people. Girls like I, for my girls. I have a difficult time of getting them to just to finish at the rim. Like they will beat their girl. Like, let's say we're running. Let's say we're running wave. The girl that ran wave, she never shoots a layup ever. Even if she's wide open, she's gonna kick it. And that's just. I, I know everybody. Yeah. I know everybody talks about shot selection. So we struggled with it year one. I was much like you at my school this year, where we didn't have a summer. Um, California was really interesting. Uh, um, I was coaching at Patriot in March. Right. of 2021 okay and the season ended in like may and if you played into the playoffs and stuff you weren't finished people were playing like father's day weekend right so then we turned around and you had another season no, starting november 2021 so literally we played two basketball seasons right. in one calendar year wow <laughs> where and so when i went to help at Roosevelt. Our first practice was September, mid September. Yeah. Yeah. So they were a high low team, a one, two, two zone team. Right. And we went press and we went dribble drive. Right. So what hurt us and, and I may have hurt you your first year is we couldn't get the skill development components. That's right. Like the Barclays, the Nashes, the stuff that makes, makes it stuff that makes you score. Um, the triple gap and this and that is great, but it's the decision-making in the paint and giving them the tools to understand that decision-making moment on. And I would say for me, 20 running it 2008 to 2021 with boys. And then one year here. So 13 years running with boys and one year run it with girls is we struggle with shot selection but it was much easier to get the girls to take the shots we wanted than a guy. Yeah. A guy just going to jack them or he's going to say he's going to take some what bad twos is what I call them. Um, <laughs> girls, like you said, they're people pleasers. So you tell them we want a paint touch and sometimes it'll be literal. And that's the hard, that's the, that's the hard part is you say you want a paint touch, but your best girls wide open from three early. And you probably would have been like, why are you not shooting that in the girl? Because you said we, because we said you said we needed a paint touch. Yeah. So it's it's a give and take with it. So it's it's really fun to see it at the girl side. Um, me studying it now. When I ask you that question about Alabama, it's easier for me to go pull pull up game film of college teams 
on the girl side, right? Running dribble drive on D three, D two, D one, NAIA women's basketball, right. as opposed to on the men's side. Men's side are running it, so like the but they're running it with like a ball screen, and and once the ball hits the floor, then they're into DDM concepts, if you will. Um, that's why the girls are full out running it. That's why Bama's done this year. Like they they've gone back to more ball screen continuity into dribble drive than just flow. And his best year when they went to they just not flow. this year, the year before, they were more flow. Yeah, they were. And they, they had, had like he had I think he had better players last year, honestly. Well yeah. Yeah, the NBA he had more NBA guys <laughs> with yeah. the guys that he has on this year's team. He's got a class yeah. coming. Next year's class is really strong. But like the influence in our state, you got Bama running it, Samford runs dribble drive with Bucky. Um and you've got um You've got Bruce Pearl. That man, I don't know if it's dribble drive or not, but it's 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 space and drive. So I mean, <laughs> dribble drive concepts. Yeah, um, Kentucky's not, back running it. Kentucky men are running it, and they do it so and much then, different. It's it's funny when Alabama and Alabama and Kentucky play each other because they do it so different. Like Bama shoots so many threes, and Kentucky yeah. only shoots like fifteen to seventeen threes a game. And then Bama, yeah, shoots if you watched, if you watched game film of your team and you watch game film on my team this year, you know we're running dribble drive, but it's going to look totally different. Yeah. Probably you you were, you were probably more pass-pass and you can get some different things, and I had a dynamic player in the slot. So yeah. we didn't have to get to that too much. It was get it to her. It was keep it simple, stupid. Get it to her, make, it, make a gap, and, and go make a play for us. Get out of the I way. Mean, now we, we, get we, out of your bed. Yeah. We ran some Novak stuff too. Like we ran fan this mm-hmm. year. Just like we 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 number eleven for us, uh, the Morris girl, she was she was a good driver. So we would throw it to her. We would cut the two through and space the one in the corner and just get out of the way and let her go finish. So, I mean, to me, oh, man, like, it was great. It was another. I mean, this is year two doing this, and I know you were a little frustrated last year coming off of it. Oh yeah. Do you do you? How do you feel this year? Did you did you go further than you thought you would, or did you think you could get, or did you not? What what was your general consensus of how far you so like to me we we topped it out we 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 topped it out this year like we we got everything we could out of our team the team that the team that beat us like um they lost an overtime in the state championship game like if you'd told me if you'd told me when we started the year all right you're gonna lose uh to the state runner-up in the elite eight will you take it just where do i sign up for that like i'll sign right now we'll just we'll just not not play the season We'll, we'll sign up for that so like I know I, I I mean I was in my season I was having fun we'd probably be on messenger a few times every day and you'd send me clips of your games or tell me I think you're on the bus sometimes and you're like hey we got them or what you you would you would tune in with me right away so I felt like when you I've, I've I felt it from you I'm like I'm like oh they just came up they just couldn't handle the ball in that situation so oh, yeah. I mean and we've all been there we've all been there but I don't I mean you're going to study stuff and you're going to do what you yeah. did the year before, but they're, they're probably just honestly a better team. So yeah, they've got, uh, they've got a legitimate division one player. Like um, she scored, I think she had 29 in, in the state finals and like, <laughs> she's a good player. Like we, 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 like we did a good job against them. They make uh they, they're, they're very, they're similar to us. They space the floor real well. They've got a bunch of shooters. Um, they made nine in the in the Sweet Sixteen round against us. They were, they made four, so we took away their their biggest weapon, and they still beat us. I mean, you just got to tip your hat and say y'all were y'all were better today than we were. So and just move on. 
Well, um, this is going to be in the Facebook group. Um, so if you guys have any questions, me and Samuel tag us in there or whatever, Samuel can kind of come back on and answer in the comments. Um, want to appreciate him joining me tonight. I know, what is it? Is it 9.56 in Alabama? Yeah. I can't ever remember if you're Central Time or Eastern Time. So um, the it was great. Thing, it was biggest thing I'll say is, like, just because you don't have three or four or five kids that just go get the paint doesn't mean don't run dribble drive. Like, you can tailor dribble drive. Dribble, dribble drive is not I – mean, it, it is a system, but you can you can fit it to your personnel. If you got one or two drivers, you can still run dribble drive. Like, don't think – because you don't, you don't have, you know, four or five, six guys that can, or girls that can go get the paint that you shouldn't run it. Like, to me, regardless of my personnel, <laughs> this is the way I will always play probably from here on out. So I just make tweaks. The biggest thing with the A to Z course is not just like the material is great, but like me and Mark and me and Kurt have always, we, we've stayed connected to this entire thing. And, you know, I, you feel like you got, you know, you got two mentors alongside. I mean, we, I mean, I joke with it and I think it's right. He can probably tell you is I call it almost a family. So, I mean, we have the other group that's not as popular or, or as much conversation, there's an exclusive Facebook group for that where I'll share more stuff in there and coaches in the, in the group chatting there a little bit. It's not as lively as one you're listening in tonight, but it's part of being in the A to Z group. So um, appreciate him for coming on again. And it's great to see, like, like I, I explained, it takes a whole year. Do you agree? It basically took you a whole year as a coach too, to kind of grasp it. And understand and be able to see the nuances in the oh. game. Say, oh, they're face guarding my guy. Yeah. Oh, they're this. Oh, they're that. You've probably you seen yeah. about almost anything that you can see now. Right? Have you been boxed or triangled yet? When we went, when we went, when people boxing won us, <laughs> um, we won that game by thirty. When they when they, when they ran boxing one against us, they tried to go boxing one. It was just it, it did not work out well for them. <laughs> No, that's so. when you say, "Hey, defense, turn it up a notch and just steal and go make layups." Say, yeah. and you say, and you say, "Box that." That's what I'm saying. Like we, <laughs> we, we, won, we won that game when, when they went boxing. We won, we won. We won by thirty. So, like, we, I think we hit like 11 threes in that game. So, um, yep. I'm gonna throw this one up here. That's 100 percent right there. Adjusting to your group is the key. I don't care what you run. Yeah, that's the key to offense or being a good basketball coach. Um, I believe in systems. I don't care which one you do. Put it in and sell it, believe in it, and then be able to make the tweaks off of it. Yeah, that's the key. Our, kid, our kids love dribble driving, and they believe in it. Like our kids believe that that you know. Mm -hmm. they, 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 For the people, yeah. For the yeah. people that aren't hundred percent sold on the offense, and they say, "Hey, I want to run this or I want to run that." My biggest thing that I would always tell somebody is. I almost want to change the name of the offense to not dribble drive. I just want to almost refer to it as a decision-making offense yeah. and teaching people how to play because go back and look at your team. Go look at your toughest games that you played this year and what did they make you do? They probably made your players be a player, put the ball on the floor and take all your sets and all your, all your good stuff away mm -hmm. and, and you had to score off of penetration and kicking or being a basketball player. So if you want to put in Princeton or spread or European uh, ball screen offense, that's fine. But do your players know what to do once they drive to the basket? Yeah. 
And dribble drive teaches that. So dribble drive for me is a framework more than more more than it's an offense. I like it. Yeah. So like anything we do mm. set wise empties in a dribble drive. Like if we if we run it like the Ivo set we run we call it we call that Ivo it's an Iverson cut, mm-hmm. and so that empties in a dribble drive. Like you can notice like when when she drives that baseline, you get that girl sinking into the corner into the drift. Like they're, they're how they're, many? Go ahead. How many do you have off the Ivo series? Um. So we've got go. We've got fist, we ghost the ball screen, and we got a hammer situation. So four or five. Yeah, yeah. Do you have the one where they hit like the girl that goes over, they hit the opposite post and she yeah. curls like, it for a for a layup? We have it that we, we didn't run it this year, but we do have it. Like he, yeah. like Oates has got thirty of them. Probably. I assume I assume go is basically the point guard just dribbles off the player or it's a gap actually, that they just actually, drive. For us, go is we hit the cutter. And she just goes to the basket. That's what we call okay. go. So that what, is, what that what, is that what we saw in the game, Phil? So we, we call that Ivo three go because the three is cut over the top. We call Ivo two go. The two would be cutting over the top. And we throw it and she'd go left hand baseline. But girls, like I don't know how, how, how good, good stuff for when people are asking questions about face guarding. Those are yeah. those are good. Those are good options to to get the ball in their hands at least so like, and get them get them a touch. Yeah, obviously we, we we try to tag things. Like clear for us is the same in the Ivo set. It's the same in the box set. It's the same in dribble drive. We try to clear a side out. So if we go Ivo two clear, Ivo two clear, the two is cutting over the top. But instead of the three cutting over the bottom, the, the three just spaces to the corner and it clears the whole side out for the one. But we we if we, if we run clear out of dribble drive, it's almost almost just like push like two cuts through and it just clears the whole side out for the one. So we try to keep the same tags throughout our offense that way when we when we put up when we put a family in when we put a a double stagger screen situation in or an ivo screen or a box set and we call ivo too clear they know what clear is they know it's a clear out they just got to figure out how to get there that, that makes i don't know if that makes sense conceptually it makes makes a lot of sense to me i mean the, so appreciate it again i uh, looking forward to hearing how you do year three and and I know, we, like you said, the relationship we formed is pretty pretty solid. So we'll be bouncing ideas off each other um, all summer and all spring and and there forth. So if you guys have any questions for me or Samuel, just drop them in the in the comments below. And um, good luck to the rest of you guys. And and thanks again, Samuel, for coming on. I really enjoyed it. Absolutely.